We've all imagined them, or maybe even seen them on TV or in a movie. Epic conquests that test your outermost limits and change what you believe is possible. Maybe it's crossing an Ironman finish line or finishing 100 miles through the Rocky Mountains. But with work and family and bills, those often seem out of reach for the average guy. Or maybe they're just reserved for the lucky ones who train for a living or have less on their plates. Well, we're just not willing to accept that. Yes, we have jobs and wives and kids, and we certainly aren't pro athletes. We're just average dudes, rejecting an average life. This is the 3OK Runners Podcast. Welcome back to the 3OK Runners Podcast. This is Jeff, joined by Brother Jared and Chief. And we are coming to you episode number 18, which will be the first of a three-part series of Wives Tell All. So I would also like to introduce Courtney, Brother Jared's wife. So Courtney, we're excited that you're here and we are uh, anxious to get your thoughts on how this process is going. So Chief, Jared, you guys got anything to add before we kick it off here? Are you nervous, Courtney? Yes, this is totally (laughs) not my thing, but I'm here for it. Maybe we'll find out it totally is your thing. Uh, Maybe, you never know. We may have Courtney Tells All podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys kick it off. I'm excited about this episode, too. Uh, As Jeff said, in the next three uh, episodes, we're going to be talking to each of our wives who um, the the one important thing they have in common, at least for this podcast, is they're all going to be heading up our cruise in Leadville. And so I'm excited to kind of get their take, their thoughts, um, and maybe even some, you know, behind the behind the curtain uh, info about all of us. I think it's super neat because we talked how important pacers were, but then we mentioned crew chiefs are even more important because they're the ones that hold it all together for everything, right? Courtney's the only one that can say things to you in the proper times that you know when you need to hear that kind of thing. And also, there's guys out there that are doing Leadville that have either crew chiefs, wives, husbands. They need to hear this too, like, I mean, because our wives are seasoned veterans at, at minimum. <laughs> and I give you guys credit because we did the, the Iron Man Tulsa, and I was like, this is way harder than it looks. You know, it looks like you guys were on vacation all day, but that was, it was way more tough. Yeah, Chief and I learned a lot when we spectated Jeff's Iron Man. And I should probably start by apologizing to you <laughs> for not giving you enough credit about, you know, on what it takes to spectate at these at these races and now we're going even next level with with you taking up the crew so um first of all you do know that you are the crew chief for leadville for me right you know that i do know that although that's not what i would have chosen but that's what was assigned so i'm here for it and whatever you tell me i'll do my best okay and so for you when i say you're the crew chief um like what is what does that mean what do you think the crew chief does unfortunately for you I am really horrible at (laughs) anything like this. So I don't plan. I have to sleep, which obviously I'm not going to get to sleep much. Uh, I I, I still haven't looked into anything that this is going to require. Uh, So lucky for you. I can already tell you that her biggest concern is when she is going to sleep. Because this is like the third time I've heard about, I really need sleep, just so you know. Listen, Courtney, I feel the same way about my sleep. I'm concerned when I'm going to get sleep on this race also. I know, I heard this last episode that you were. But, yeah, I would rather pace 
Or originally I told him that I was just going to go back to the RV and sleep and then I'd just catch him the next day. And he uh, <laughs> I said, yeah, that's not <laughs> how this looked works. looked at me like I was insane. So, Somebody's um, got to watch the mobile studio yeah. while we're running. <laughs> so this is a lot of pressure. Well, Beth's going up with us in two weekends and she's going to have maps and things and everything for everybody to pass out information. So that'll take That's a little good. bit off of you. Yes. And so you you, get, you girls can formulate a game plan together on how, you know, what's going to work, what you think will work, what, what you think don't work. I mean, it, it understands why you guys are married because Jared is like, Jeff and I are like, oh, we got to do this. Jared's like, oh, you know, it's kind of a guideline. <laughs> it doesn't fit my training yeah. plan. <laughs> so... Coming to the game plan, I know you're talking about you don't really know what you're doing. What would you envision as a crew chief you'd be doing during the race for Jared? Like, what is some of the things? I mean, because you've seen enough races now. Sure. You spectacularly enough to know some of Jared's needs. What are some things you can foresee coming during the race that you can, you're going to need to handle? Uh, well, first, cramping. He's high. I mean, he, he'll drop at any point with cramps, whether it's mile 10 or mile 50. And so for me, when he starts cramping, he can't stop cramping. And that, I need to be prepared for that for sure. Um, but just trying to get people where they're supposed to be, nutrition where it's supposed to be, and try to react on the fly for whenever he needs something, like we were talking earlier about weather or with water and his shoes and all of that or food, that's a lot to try to adjust on the spot and yeah, try to I mean, figure out how to find him and get him what he needs or get somebody to him with that need. In in some ways, so, you know, Cordy and I started talking about, well, you know, here are the types of things that I'm thinking you would want to be prepared for. And you sort of get halfway into that conversation and you're like, yeah, I guess I'm pretty much asking you to be prepared for any possibility <laughs> that might happen at any time. And I, I need you to drive through the mountains. <laughs> I need you to run into locations that will let you park close. With exactly. A giant, I can see you like an EMS bag, uh -huh. you know. <laughs> Food, clothes, shoes. Yeah. I mean, all of it. But Are there any particular signs that Jared gives that might give you the heads up? hey, I've seen this before and this yeah. is what happened. That would be an interesting thing if you could notice that because, you know, depending on mile 10 or mile 50, what he's looking like and what he said he's uh -huh. going to feel like, uh, I would think, you know, as as close as you are, you would be able to see through the facade that says, I feel sure. great. Yeah, no, I, I think when I see him, I can tell if yeah. there's a look on his face, but he also gets real quiet. He doesn't say anything at all. So that's where I struggle with. I'm not the type that is going to cheer him on. It, he doesn't react like that or give him, you know, say, say stuff to him to try to get him riled up and going. That's just not how he works. So I'm more of one that just kind of walks up quietly and I'll start walking with him or running with him and just ask, what do you need? Um, he'll generally tell me that, I'm, I'm starting to cramp. He knows when it's starting to happen, and he'll tell me. But I can tell by the look on his face when he's struggling, um, and then we try to just kind of go from there. Yeah, but. man, that's right on, because I I believe you're not a go-get-a-man, rah-rah guy. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get you to open up is to take that little bit of extra time and acknowledge where you are. But that's the, a great point. The beautiful thing is you're going to have an extra tool called the guy that just ran with him, his pacer. <laughs> sure. Hey. Jerry may not be, hey, sure. how's it doing? Like, yeah. He just ran 10, 15 miles with him. He knows exactly where he's at. And so he says, hey, he needs some water, he needs some Gatorade, whatever it is. And 
and then let those pacers can talk, uh-huh. and then you can prep. Hey, what do you think he'll need? And then the previous pacer be like, yeah, he's gonna probably want this. Yeah, and I've I've had discussions with my pacers of when I'm when I'm not in a good spot, uh, conversation annoys me. It does. People trying to talk to me annoys me. I, for some reason, when I'm struggling, I want people to shut up and just let me work. Right? Let me work it out. When I feel great, I'll talk. I'll carry on conversations. I'll mm-hmm. laugh and joke with people, um, and so that is a that is a sign for sure with me. When I've gone quiet, it's because I'm struggling, and uh, and and talking to me is not helping because you're yeah. just annoying me. <laughs> yeah, we've we've had to figure that out on a few runs because I'm a talker when we run. I talk the whole time, and sometimes <laughs> he won't really react, and he just nods or he'll just ignore me, and so we've really had to figure that out. What she I doesn't know is I have a head phone in my other ear, <laughs> and so I'm hearing nothing. I'm just running. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, is that similar to what happened with you guys when you split up at the 50 mile? Two different ways of handling a little, how it's going? A, a little bit. because Well, not really, because it was more of like we were running two different races yeah. at the Coyote run, yeah. and I felt if we kept, continued that we're going to end up screwing each other's races up. And yep. I didn't want to do that. As much as I wanted to run together as much as we could, because I enjoyed just running together, at the end of the day, I recognized that Jared's like, before we start the race, he's like, dude, when I tell you to go, I need to just go. And it's not like, oh, hey, you know, I don't yeah. want to hold you back. He's like, no, no, like, seriously, I want you to. So as soon as he said that, I was like, all right, we're good. It's When I felt myself um, trying to maintain a pace that, was not my comfortable pace at that point in the race. Right. I thought, okay, I'm I'm hurting myself for two hours from now. Sure, and that's what sort of kicked me over the edge with Chief for us to split up at Red Coyote. Was man, if I keep trying to not hold you back, it's going to hurt me. Yeah. Um, and th- and I that's what you and I had talked about, yeah. Chief, before yeah. the race. It you know sometimes. Even if I'm not holding you back, I might feel like I'm holding you back. And so you get that extra anxiety and that extra expenditure that you don't need. Um, and I, I just hate that feeling. Um, and so that's that's what had happened at Red Coyote. Yeah, I think it's always uh, when you get to the point where we've all run together, I think it's it's almost an understood, hey, I need you to do this and I'll do this. And, and there's not really questions asked at that point. Uh, I hope that's the case with our Pacers, by the way. But that brings me to a question, Court. Um, just so you know, it's really hard calling you Courtney because <laughs> I call you Auntie C. I call right. you Auntie C even when you're not around. Yeah. And so to my family, you're Auntie C. Yeah. So if I say that, uh, that's what that's about. But that brings me to my question of, let's say Jared gives you a plan and you are you know, 68, 70 miles in Mm -hmm. and you're the crew chief and he shows up and you cannot motivate him by kind of picking him up, but he is not where he said that he wants to be. Mm -hmm. How do you go about changing his production and get him to the next aid station back on track to finish the race? Oh God, that's a loaded question, Jeff. Um, (laughs) Philosopher Jeff. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. We're going deep here. You always got to be ready for the deep question coming okay. from Jeff. Hey, honestly, that really does stump me because I, I don't react like that on the fly, especially with him. So I, I feel like I would need him to tell me what he needs. And 
I don't know if he'll even know what he needs. So I might have to make some adjustments just um, talking to his pacers, which are his close friends, and kind of kind of a group effort of what do we do, where do we go from here, and try to figure it out. Because I might not be able to... That, that might be something that I don't feel comfortable making on my own necessarily. Yeah, see, um, so what's, what's so... The reason why you are my crew chief, Cord, is I, you're going to be able to tell if my rationale that I give you or my change in plan that I give you is something that works, if something that is sort of clear-minded, sure. or if this is like, mm, that doesn't work, that can't be the plan going forward. And so I think to your question, Jeff, you know, let's say I need to be at this aid station by this time mm -hmm. and I didn't make it and I have to get back on track and I come in and say, here's what I think you're going to be able to tell like, okay, he's still in this. He's still clear minded. Um, and that change works. And so I think that's something that you could be like, okay, we can get on board with this. Mm -hmm. That's how we're going to move forward. Versus I come into that aid station and say, okay, here's how I'm going to make it to the next one and back on track. And you hear it and go, That's okay, crazy. he's totally out of it. We, yeah. What do we do now? The reason I ask that is because um, I distinctly remember the experience with Jared sitting on the trail in mm -hmm. Eureka. Oh, yeah. And I remember coming up on him and he wouldn't talk. Right. He wouldn't look up. He was <laughs> hell-bent on sitting there until somebody came to get him. And I went through everything in my arsenal sure. of motivating until all I did was stand there. Yeah. And eventually, he got himself up and decided to go on his own. And I very much think that fits his personality right. of just deciding to do it. And I was curious if that's the plan because he's not really one you can tell him no. what to do. Well, if you try to tell him what to do, he's he's not he's going to do the opposite. Right. He's going to lean towards like no no, screw this, I'm not doing this. So, right, so that's why I was saying earlier, I'm quiet. I, whenever I come up to him, I don't say anything, and I kind of let him guide me, because otherwise it's going to backfire. So I think that's great. So, these are all, we, we do have a, a persona here, so don't make this look, seem too soft, <laughs> okay? okay? <laughs> uh, you're hurting our brain here, Courtney. Oh. So, I'm going to ask you another philosophical Jeff question here. What would be one reason that <clears throat> would cause Jared to finish? What would be the one would be the one thing that you say that part of Jared is why he'll finish Leadville? Okay, well to me that's that that question is actually simple because Jared to me is if he sets his mind to something, he's gonna do it regardless. So his mindset to me is what will get him through it. He's mentally strong and that his whole life, the, his whole time that I've ever known him is I'm going to do this and I've never seen him not do it. So, um, I think it's just his mental toughness. Yeah, his grit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, uh -huh. what would be, what would, not cramps, we're going to use cramps as an excuse. What would be, what would be something that would, what would be something that would say, because, you know, there's a lot of people that they're total line that don't finish. What would be something sure. that would cause him not to finish? What would be something, and it could be physical, it could be whatever. Yeah, I mean, besides the fact that it's a hundred mile race, um, yeah. through the mountains and 30 hours long, I mean, I guess an injury would be something, 
time, not, I mean, just... Cut-offs. Cut-offs, yeah. 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 All good reasons. <clears throat> but... That's legitimate. I mean, yeah. if you think... I mean, injury, Those are all the things we're thinking about. Yeah, I mean... Time, yeah. injury, yeah. If I had to say what would cause Jared not to finish, it would have to be a pretty debilitating injury. Sure, I like he rolled his ankle to a point that it's so swollen... Yeah, that, that he doesn't yeah. make a cutoff and they make him stop, right, basically. Right, He's yeah. not... He won't stop. He will not stop on his own. He'll term. he'll crawl to the next yeah. cutoff basically. And yeah, that, that's what I, I, if I had to think of anything, that would be it. Yeah, because yeah, I don't even need cramps. I don't even need cramps. Like, and don't like, let the pacer twist his ankle. No, because <laughs> yeah. then you're on your own. Golly, the pacer. <laughs> if, the twi- if the pacer goes down, we've already established the fact that the pacer's left yeah. behind. I almost feel like it would give me a boost. <laughs> I, I might actually talk to one of my pacers about him taking a fall. You know, just just for a pick me up. Take a dive, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just like, oh god, I can't continue. You go. You go. Do it. Do it for me. I feel like that could really get me going. I just want my pacer saying, man, you are killing it. I can't keep up with you. Keep on going. Man, that's to to hear, obviously to hear you guys all say that, but, you know, Courtney, to hear you kind of think if, if he says he's going to do it, he does it. And that's what I've always seen. I just, I have so much anxiety about Leadville because, you know, I, I believe that about myself. I think, you know what I mean? Like a hundred percent. And so it's just, uh, it's just another level I think of, of anxiety than, than I've ever felt because, um, you know, when I think about what are the reasons why I wouldn't finish, I, I can come up with a hundred, you know what I mean? I, I, and sure an injury, but honestly it's not even high on my list. When I start thinking about it, it's like, well, because, you know, I missed that run I was supposed to do that one weekend at the lake. I didn't train enough. I got, you know, it's, I can come up with a lot of reasons that don't even register in your mind mm-hmm. and, and don't register in, in y'all's mind either, Chief and Jeff. But, you know, those are the, those are the things that I lay down at night and kind of have running through my head as, man, look at all these reasons why I could fail at this. Yes, it's definitely a Pandora's box. So if you get into that, I have the same problem. Like, it's more than just an injury. It's like, did I not train enough? Did I not nail my nutrition? Did I not practice my nutrition enough? Do I not have the right socks? Did I get the wrong shoes? There's a Am lot. Am I not as tough as I thought I was? Yeah, that's the big one, right? Okay. Uh, that's yeah. probably the one that's going to hurt the most is like, you're softer than you realized. <laughs> yeah. So that's tough to deal with. It's a Pandora's box. Once you open that box and you go in there, like you just you really can't get out of it. It's just a box of negative thoughts, and all you gotta do is just just try to push that to the side and do what you can, and pray that there's no injuries because I think that's the only thing that's gonna hold you back. Because yeah. you're, I mean, your mentality is super strong. And I saw it at a Coyote run. Like you, you got it. You were done. You got it done. I mean, that's that's I think bulk of the race is gonna be that. But. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's why I believe you'll get it done. And I think it's wonderful to have a crew chief who that's her biggest thing about why she thinks you'll get it done. Because what it does is it eliminates the opportunity of saying, I don't think today. And so you truly go into it thinking, well, we've committed to getting this done. How are we going to do that? And I, I just think that's a great person to have in your corner who can look through maybe what's going on to the ultimate goal. Because I think it will be easy to get distracted by the race, by pacers, by everything else. But when it comes right down to it, you being the runner and her being your crew chief, both saying that when we say we are going to do this, we get it done. 
I think that's that's a pillar you can lean on, man. I like it. So, last question for you, Courtney. Okay. I've got a question before you ask. Okay, you ask you ask a question. Oh gosh, I've got a question. So, <laughs> uh, what, what are what's your what's your plan? And I know you don't have one. <laughs> so, with, with the caveat, so. with that caveat, what's your plan for when I come into an aid station and I'm and I'm doubtful? Right. When I'm saying, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if, you know, what, it, because obviously it's easy to deal with me when I'm on track sure. and, and mentally I'm still there and yes, plugging along. Here's, here's my checklist of needs right now, but everything is still moving and you can tell, I, I still believe I'm finishing. What's your plan for that first time I come in and go, God, I don't know. Well, I, I think basically it's, going to be a conversation of we know deep down you're you're going to keep going so instead of thinking like I don't know we're going to need to figure out what we need to do to keep you going because you know I know you're going to keep going and you know it deep down too it's just figuring out what we need to do to get to get you going and to get your mindset changed because <laughs> Sounds like she didn't listen to him <laughs> that's a great plan don't listen to him I, yeah, I think that's a great one I mean yeah basically I'm probably going to tell you that you don't really have a choice, so you need That's to good. just keep going. Uh, there's, You'll never hear me say, well, do you want to stop? Or do you think it's time to, to you know, throw in the towel? I'll never say that to you. you and you know Give I Give me your pack. I'll load it up. Yeah. Let's and go. put it back on you. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Because you're the only one that's going to give him tough love during the race. Sure. That's where he's kind of asking that question. Because... You're the only one that can say anything, and you know him better than anybody else yeah. to motivate him to, uh, to to do something that sure. he doesn't even know he can Which, do right now. Like we talked about earlier, that's tough because I try not to say much at all. Sure. Because I don't know where there's going to be pushback um, in that when he's in that state of mind. So um, it it's going to be hard, but. I'll always push you to keep going. And I I know deep down, even though you're saying it, you don't really mean it. So it's just how, how to keep you going. Yeah, I like it. That's, That's, good. Good. That's what he needs. He's kicking the butt back down the trail. Yeah. Well, you know, even the Pacers, even Chief and I, you know, we, we don't see Jared in his downtime. We don't mm-hmm. see him when he's in his head, you know, at night when he yeah. can't sleep and when his body is sore, we don't see that. Like we see the Jared that gets it done mm-hmm. and his pacers see the Jared that gets it done mm-hmm. and you have access to a different kind of complete version yeah. of who he is. And so I think that right. gives you the upper hand in trying to manage his emotional state, whether it's up or down. Mm-hmm. I think, I think potentially there's a chance he shows up at an aid station with you crew chief and and he feels great. Sure. And I think there's a chance you might need to have to manage that. Also knowing that this is a 30 hour, hundred mile race. And I think that is a definite harder thing to manage when you're sky high Mm -hmm. killing it at mile 50. Sure. I agree. Pulling back on the reins a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, It's a long day. I'm more of an encourager. Um, yeah, honey, nine, eight minute miles are great. <laughs> <laughs> you might get the bigger buckle at this Keep rate. <laughs> at this rate, we're going to be done early. <laughs> Scott Jerk just ran by. <laughs> I think you're on pace. 
I can see Beth being like that with you. Just so you know, you're right behind him. You were two minutes behind him. Go faster. Uh-huh. That's a great point. For sure. Uh, lastly, what is the most annoying thing in relation to working out or running or whatever? What's annoying? What's yeah. something annoying that Jared does? You're just like. Well, that would definitely be those days that it's like he'll call and I think he's coming home from work at six thirty, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing? Well, nothing. About to eat dinner. You coming home? Well, I have an eleven mile run. Okay. Well, I guess I'll see you at nine o'clock tonight. No, not a word from it <laughs> earlier. It's six thirty at night." Or it's Friday night, and it's like, okay, so Callie plays softball tomorrow. Yes. What time's her first game? It's at 10. Well, I have a 20-mile run, and we're going to start at 6, so I'll probably miss that first game. <laughs> Think you can handle it? Or if three kids are playing, can you figure that out? Sure. Well, he just out. asked for one. Right? <laughs> just one annoying the Okay, answer so, <laughs> yeah, that was really easy. None of us are it's, counselors, so I don't so have to Yeah, it's when he misses, he, he has to, he, his work is so demanding, so he has to, obviously, that's his priority during the day. So whenever the run has to happen, sometimes it's, uh, we're the, what's an ideal situation. Yeah, yeah. We're like the last ones on the totem pole on those days. And it kind of gets annoying sometimes, but I try, I'm trying to be really good about it. Right. You are. You're being very supportive. Thank you. For sure. I've, it's taken a lot. It's over a, I the mean, years to figure out how to, you've been the most on board for this Leadville journey of anything we've ever done. So, you know, I've gotten less kind of, pushback or grief about our runs than I ever have. You know, when we're doing Ironman training, it's but sometimes that's, about... that's also just, I think it aligns with how long you've been doing this too. So when you first started these races, I thought you were the biggest, self, most selfish a-hole there was around. You're welcome. But, yeah. <laughs> I think I got you I into think, those. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> it's all your that. fault. Started with Eureka Springs. Uh, <laughs> Then I think over time, over the years, I've slowly been able to kind of make an adjustment in my mind about how this is important to you and this is, means a lot to you. And so how I have to adjust to as well. So I think it's just been a kind of a, how much do you see change in him throughout the years? He's been doing these a while now. Yeah. And I would say they are a big part of kind of what he wants to accomplish, mm-hmm. you know, just in life in general. But how, can you translate that into like, how is he, you know, with the family and just as, as he's maturing through life, can you see where this fits in and helps? Yeah. I think when he's training, he is, I actually think he's more attentive and more um, present at home when he, when he's actually training for something, which seems like it'd be the opposite. But I feel like he has, everything has to be aligned and planned perfectly. And there's no, you know, there's a schedule. So I think when he's home, because he is gone so much, he is fully home and present with everybody. Um, That's great. Yeah, we realize, I I feel the same thing. I feel like sometimes I sacrifice a lot, Mm -hmm. family-wise. And they sacrifice the same, too. But I feel like I miss out things. And so when I'm home, I try Mm -hmm. to be home, getting chores done or hanging with the kids or whatever. Because, yeah, when I'm on the treadmill out running, it's like, I've been out here for hours. Mm -hmm. And I know everybody's at home and eating breakfast. And this is not where I really want to be right now. But but he, 
hey, get, I'm going to give Jared a shout out though. Because oh. he was like, hey guys, we may have to change the recording time. Because like it's not really working out very well. And so now we record at 05 in the morning on Tuesdays. That is true. I, yeah. I did have... I, that wasn't because of you. Well, I, it probably was because I did complain. It was. I was. I was giving you Bella. I did... It really... The weekends, I get... It's already like you guys were running hours on end on Saturday morning. And then it was like, oh, by the way, we have to record on Sunday afternoon. And then it was like a couple hour thing and I... So, yeah, that probably no, was it's totally fine. me. It, it works out better for everybody, really. I, but, I enjoy yeah. Tuesday recordings. Yeah. I just enjoy hearing the perspective because I think, you know, anybody who trains for events like this with a family and a wife that, that wants to be a part of that mm-hmm. but still wants to do these things, it's a juggling act, not just sure. from the participant, but it involves their entire family. And it takes sacrifice on everyone's part. Sure. And I... I think it definitely will speak to a lot of people who are dealing with this with their athletes. Sure. Uh, does it motivate you, any of the things that he tackles? Oh, 100%. I, when I go to his races, it's like I want to be out there all the time. I love to run. Um, that's I love to run. But, yeah, absolutely. When he's run, Even his training runs throughout the week, I'm like, okay. So I'll send him my watch. I'm like, I just did 10 miles at a nine-minute pace, and I'll send him my watch face. Um, just cause I saw him That's just awesome. do like 1030, but even though he ran like 40. I didn't know you were trying to one up me. What were you walking? Just, just, <laughs> there is something inside of me that's like, okay, I can do that too. Well, you guys are both athletes though. So you're both naturally competitive people. Right? I'm competitive. Not yeah. like him. I well, he did sign you up for Draper Immortal 25. Yeah, no, I, that was actually okay. my idea. I she mean, wanted to do that it. Was my that idea. was all her, man. Um, hey, Jared is notorious for signing people up for racing. No. Yes, he is. <laughs> Don't tell me about it. <laughs> We're never doing another Ironman. The next day, I was like, oh, by the way, we signed up for Ironman Tulsa. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's never going to end. And I knew when they went and watched you do Ironman Tulsa yeah. that there was going to be a plan for the next Ironman, even though he's doing Florida. And I get a text that says... Chief and I are thinking we're going to do Ironman uh, Cancun, which Cancun, I'm all for. So, But I knew that's how I get to when you guys do, like, whenever I'm watching marathon races, I'm like, why am I not out there? Why did I not do this? So, That's good. Thank you, totally. Courtney, for yes. coming on. Yes, you guys had you. a big day already. You yes. came here and recorded with us. I appreciate it. The uh, Before we wrap up, I'm a little disappointed. Nobody nobody mentioned anything about my new Garmin Phoenix 6. (laughs) Is that what you've been doing? Hanging it out. I was wondering why you're flashing that thing up there. (laughs) Listeners, listen, I heard you. I saw the Instagram post. I saw the emails. You're tired of Jeff and the Coro stuff. He keeps talking. I'm here. I got you. I got the Garmin watch. What I want to do is we're going to do a watch challenge. I want to challenge Jeff's watch against the Garmin watch. We're going to charge it up full battery, no cheating. Okay. And see who's, we're going to normal life, runs, day, whatever. Okay. And we're going to see whose watch dies first. I think we take them to Leadville and uh, put well, two and a half serious days on Let's them. Do start that. them at 100%. See, see what Let's happens. Let's do that. That's the best way to do it. Okay. And then that'll give the opportunity for Garmin or Chorus to sponsor Jared <laughs> and his watch, right? Yeah, I like this real. already. <laughs> so. Again, appreciate you, Courtney, for coming yes, on. thank you. You can find me at Savage Navy Chief on Instagram, Iron Man Lawyer on Instagram, Jeff Boyer 75 3 OK Runners on Instagram, and 3 OK Runners at Gmail. Again, go. I, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Jeff? Yeah, thank you guys for joining us, and be looking for the next couple of episodes where we continue with the Wives Insider View as we bring Beth, Chief's wife, on, and Jenny, my wife, on later. Thank you, guys. See you, bye.